And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, we're going to talk about future events. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about future values. We're going to talk about the time value of money. We're going to talk about comp compounding interest. We're going to talk about all these things that make your brain go, oh, why are you talking about this, Al? Can't we just talk about real estate? Well, we're going to talk about real estate too. But what I want you to understand is that the value of money can be calculated in a lot of different ways. It really can. You, you can look at the current value of money. What is, what is currency valued at today? What is, what is the money in your wallet worth today? What is the money in your checking account worth today? What is the money in your savings account worth today? What, are, what is all that money worth today? Well, it's worth whatever it's worth, right? It's, it's worth whatever, whatever people are willing to accept your money for in exchange for goods or services. That's, that's how it rolls in our economy, right? We use, we use coin. We use cash. We use currency. We use plastic. Yeah, we use a lot of plastic now. I, I think we're using a lot more plastic than we use coins nowadays. I think the, the intent of the government is to migrate us off of a currency system because that stuff costs money. It, you know, isn't that an ironic statement? It costs money to make money so that we can have money, so that we can spend money, so the money can represent the value of whatever we've got. That hurts your head. I know that hurts your head. So, okay, while we're, we're hurting your head, let's do some math. Yeah, because if you sprinkle on a little math on top of all this stuff, it just makes your mind go, we're not going to do that to you. Okay, we are going to do that to you. So I want to talk to you about the future value of money. And I want you to take a bundle of money and I'm going to give you a suggested value. Okay. I'm going to give you a suggested value of $25,000. Now, some of you, some of you are like, is that all? Is that all you're going to give me is $25,000? Because I got like way more money in my 401k or way more money in my IRA. I got way more money in my savings. No, we're going to stick with 25,000 for you folks. Now, some of you are saying, dude, I don't have 25,000. I can maybe scrape together a couple thousand dollars. Not a problem. Not a problem. Remember, this is an exercise in expanding your mind's horizon. So it really doesn't matter how much money you're starting with right now. I'm just going to say that I arbitrarily, arbitrarily, you're starting with $25,000. Now, what does this have to do with the future value of money? Well, one of the things that you know is that we're in something called an inflationary period, right? That means that whatever your, your dollar bills can buy today, maybe a year from now, you'll need a few extra dollar bills to buy the same thing. Does that make sense? Okay, that's, that is the cost of goods and services going up in our economy, and some of that is exacerbated by, I'll just call it poor fiscal policy as represented by the White House. That's, that's my call. That's what I believe, and I believe it to be true, and that's why I said it to you. So let's get back to the $25,000. What could that money be worth in the future? Some of you are thinking, well, dude, you just explained to us that it would be worth less money in the future if we just held on to it. You're absolutely correct. But what if I told you you could take that money and you could double it? 
Some of you are laughing at me. I, I hear you through the radio. It's a two-way medium on my side. Okay, I'm just joking about that. It's not really how it works. But I'm telling you that there is a legal way for you to invest your money that you can double your money, say, in a year's period of time, and then you could turn around and reinvest that money and double it again in a year's period of time and then do it again and do it again, and then you could be done if you wanted to be done. I just laid out a five-year plan that starts you with $25,000 and essentially would get you to a place of retirement in five years. But I left out the math. I left out the formula. See, future values can be determined by establishing what the doubling rate might be. And in my case, I'm saying we could double our money every year. And some of you are still laughing at me. I know you're, you're like, this has got to be illegal, dude. There's no way to do this. And I'm here to tell you it's, it's totally legal. It's totally legal, it's totally viable, and it is available just about every day of the year. Yeah, I'm serious. What am I talking about? I'm talking about buying an asset called a single-family house. One single-family house and investing $25,000 of your hard-earned money into that single-family house. Now, this particular house that you're going to buy has to give you the ability to do something called equity capture. What does that mean, equity capture? Equity capture means that you're injecting a certain amount of money into the asset, and you're buying equity with that money. But that's not all of the equity that you're going to obtain in the asset. There's even more equity that can be obtained because what you're going to do is you're going to go out and find a distressed piece of real estate they have deferred maintenance. Maybe there's a situation going on with the owner. Maybe the owner is is behind in payments. Maybe the owner is beyond, behind in paying their taxes. Maybe the, the owners are going through a messy divorce and they're trying to figure out who gets the house or, or do they cut it in the middle and or sell it. You know, it's, there's, there's a lot of reasons why properties can come onto the market for depressed prices. And it's just the way it is. I don't create the situation. But I do take advantage of the situation. So what I have found is that the majority of these properties that, that are made available to us uh, usually are just in a bad state of repair. How do, how do properties get into a bad state of repair? Well, somebody buys them, and then they don't put any money into the property to maintain the property. They just let the property slowly wear out over time. And then you get to a place, maybe 20 years in the future, 30 years in the future, whatever that time period is. And that property, at least the improvements on the property, they're a little worn out. They do tend to wear out over time. So who's going to buy it? Well, most people that are looking to buy properties, they want something that's clean and pretty and looks nice and, and gives them a good feeling when they walk into the property. Distressed properties don't normally give you that feeling. Distressed properties usually smell like mold or mildew or, or cat urine or God knows whatever smells could, could be in those particular properties. But when I smell that, that off odor, I know that I'm smelling the smell of money. I know that I can go in, I can remediate all of those problems, and I can breathe new life into the property. And when I do that, I put into service a property that looks as good as everything else in the neighborhood, if not better. And now that property 
is worth its retail price because I have injected money into the property to bring all the repairs necessary to make it clean and functional for a family or an individual that's going to live in that property. And they will give me, in turn, about one-third of what they make every month in the form of rent. That's kind of how it all works out. So now I have an asset that is paying me monthly cash flow. And if I did everything correctly, what I did was I injected my money into the property. I I paid for some of the equity, but it wasn't the total equity in the deal. There was additional equity in the deal, which is the difference between the actual retail price of the property and my all-in cost. In other words, everything it it took me to to get that property acquired and repaired. There's a difference between those two. See, I'm I'm in it wholesale pricing still. The difference between that wholesale pricing and that retail pricing is the additional equity that I capture in the property that is mine that I don't have to pay for. I, I'm not paying for it. We're, we're capturing it. It 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 comes to us because we bought the property correctly and we bought the right type of asset. So this is important because it doesn't work on any piece of property. It doesn't. You have to buy the right types of property. How do you find out how to do that? Well, you can listen to this radio show. You can become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. Those are the two easiest ways. Um, And beyond that, do a lot of reading. Do a lot of reading. Okay, so to illustrate my point, what I want to do is I'm going to share with you some deal flow that, that came into me over the weekend. And these properties, I, I know they're already gone. I, I know that you can't buy them because I, I know that the, the person that sent them to me has already sold them to somebody else because I, I checked. I said, hey, is it still available? Nope, sold. Okay, cool. So I'll talk about it on the radio because it's already gone. All right, so here's a property that came in. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath in the Houston market, Houston, Texas. Okay, basically somewhere in the Houston, Texas market. And here's the kicker. Your out-of-pocket expense in order to acquire this property is going to be about $21,000. Now, let me take you back to the beginning of the show where I I said we're going to take $25,000 and I want you to double it. Remember all that stuff? You could double it, double it every year, double it every year, and at the end of five years, you turn $25,000 into $800,000? Okay, this is a property that you don't even need to spend the entire $25,000. You can spend $21,000. And you can capture, now get this, $48,000. Yeah, it triples. It triples your investment. You have to pay $21,000 to buy some of the equity. But there's an additional $48,000 of equity that becomes yours because you bought this property correctly. Because the retail value of this property is pretty high. Now, you're probably wondering, well, what is that retail property value? It's $253,000. Now, some of you are thinking, wait a minute, Al, hold on. How are we going to buy a property for $21,000 that costs $253,000? Real simple. You and I are not paying $253,000 for that property. Not even close to it. No, not even close to it. We're going to pay like $92,000 for the property. Now, why can we buy this property for $92,000? Because it is in terrible shape. It is in very bad shape. It's going to be a pretty big rehab to get this thing back to its beautiful former self, but it can be returned to its former self. You can breathe new life into the property and bring it back 
to what it used to be. It's not that hard to do. And by the way, you're not going to do the work. You're going to have a team that's going to do all the work for you. So you get to sit on the sidelines and watch if you want or just do whatever you want to do while your team is doing the, the hard labor of turning that property around for you. Now, some of you are thinking, well, wait a minute. You still haven't answered our question now. How is it we can only pay $21,000 for a property that's worth $253,000? Uh, that right there is, is a secret to real estate. But it's a secret that I'm willing to share with you. As a matter of fact, when it comes to real estate and it comes to secrets, there really are no secrets in real estate. Real estate has remained relatively unchanged since the founding of this country. Yeah, so when, when I tell you there are secrets... There really aren't any. The, the difference is you just don't know what you just don't know. So let's do this. When we come back from the break, I'm going to explain to you how we can do this, how we can take advantage of something called hard money. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. What does Dell Walmsley, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, think you need to succeed in this market? It's time to buy, and so you better get prepared. You better get educated. You better get your money right. You need to get involved because you're going to need the financing. You're going to need the vendors that we have available to us. You're just going to need the interaction with people. You need to immerse yourself into real estate. Start your real estate immersion with the free workshop live online at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, we're just talking about taking 25 grand and turning it into 800 grand in the next five years. Sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? Well, it actually is pretty simple to do. The problem is you just don't know how to do it. Nobody's explained it to you. Nobody's shown you how to make this work. See, what society has done is they have confused you. They have basically told you that a great rate of return on an investment is like 7 to 8%, maybe 10% in a good market. In a super hot market, maybe maybe you get 15, possibly 20% rate of return. I mean, the, the money's just showering on you, right? Yeah. And here's the problem. What happens when it doesn't do that? What happens when it goes the other way? I mean, just take a look at the stock market. Look at the stock market for the past two years. Have you really made any money in the stock market? And don't give me that dollar cost averaging stuff because I'm not buying it. You're still getting a blended rate of like seven to eight, maybe 10% rate of return on your stock market investments. But you're happy. You're happy because the money comes out of your checking account or actually probably doesn't even get into your checking account, does it? No, they take it out before they even give you the money, don't they? That money comes out long before you even see it because the government doesn't trust you. The government knows that if that money actually made it to your checking account, maybe you wouldn't put it into that savings account. Yeah, because that's really what you're investing in. You're investing in a long-term savings account, which has a stock feature to it that gives you 
a better rate of return than if you just had it in ordinary savings, right? So that's your comparison. That's how you compare. You go, well, let's see, ordinary savings is paying 2 to 3% or whatever it's paying today, right? And then you compare it to, well, my stocks are getting 78, maybe 10%. I'm doing much better in that stock market. But on this show, I explained to you that there's a different asset class that you can invest in that can double your money based on the time that you actually bought the asset. Now, you don't harvest the money right away. And here's why. If you harvest the money right away, you could. You could. Like the the deal that uh, I was telling you about before we went to break, where you would essentially triple your money. Yeah, which, which is a better feature than what I've been talking about this entire show. So all of a sudden, a deal shows up and it's like, well, you can triple your money. And I'm talking to you about doubling your money. But here's a deal that says triple your money. So what's wrong with tripling your money? Nothing. Nothing's wrong with it. As a matter of fact, it'll just get you to where you're trying to get to faster. There's nothing wrong with that. And here's the thing. When you're buying real estate and you're buying the right assets, not just any real estate, but the right assets, distressed assets that are essentially on sale, that nobody else wants because they're dirty, they're nasty, they're ugly, they're maybe in the wrong part of town, they may be painted the wrong color. There could be a myriad of reasons why nobody wants them. But we want them because we can breathe new life back into them, put them back into service as clean, functional workforce housing, provide great rental property for a class of our, or I should say a segment of our economy, a segment of our population that, is desperately looking for it. I mean, when you, when you consider who my clientele are, who my clients are, who, who rents from me, these are primarily blue collar and in some cases, white collar people, people that work hard for their wage. They trade time for money and they give me one third of what they make in the form of rent so that they can live in a beautiful property that I provide to them. And here's the beautiful thing. Even though there's a cash flow component to that asset, I've got cash flow coming in every month. When I bought the asset, I was able to double, in this case, the the example I gave you, triple my money the day I bought it. Now, I'm not going to sell it right away. I could. I could harvest the money right away. But here's the problem. The government tells you what types of investments are considered short-term and what type of investments are considered long-term investments. Does that make sense? It's, it's all written in the United States tax code. It's all in there. What they say is that the differential, the thing that makes it short-term versus long-term, is a period of one year. One year, 365 days. If you own a property for anywhere between one and 365 days, that is considered short-term. As a result of that, you're going to pay taxes on the gain that you made. Remember, we tripled our money. You're going to pay taxes on the gain that you made at whatever your ordinary tax rate is. Now, my ordinary tax rate is right around five and a half, almost 6%. Yours is probably a lot higher. The reason mine is lower is because I am the beneficiary of receiving passive income. Now, I still receive some of my income in the form of earned income, and that's what throws me up a little bit higher than my my peer group at Lifestyles Unlimited. But if I were to harvest the money on this asset, I would pay taxes at about a six and a half, well, about a five and a half, six percent ordinary tax rate. I would also be subject, by the way, your tax rate is probably going to be a lot higher. Now, if you don't know what your tax rate is, go take a look at your, your 
1040 that you filed last year. Um, if you did it yourself, there's probably a cover page that came out of the tax software program that you used that should give you an indication of what your effective tax rate is. Or if you had somebody prepare your taxes for you, that should be in the cover letter your effective tax rate was, blah, blah, blah. And if it's not in there, just call them and ask them. They, they, they can find that information pretty easy. They consider you self-employed for that asset. So as a result of that, you're going to pay 15.3% in Social Security and Medicare taxes. So what does that mean to you? Well, if we were to sell this property instantaneously, that would erode the tripling effect. I, I would venture to say you'd probably give away a third of all the equity to taxes, and you'd really only wind up with doubling your money, which still isn't a bad deal, right? It's not a bad deal, but there's a better way. Hold the asset. Just hold the asset for a year and a day. Let let the asset season a little bit. You don't you don't have to tap into that cash. You do not have to tap into that cash right now. You can wait a year and a day to harvest that cash. As a matter of fact, if you've made it up your mind, you're okay, I'm going to sell it in a year and a day. You can actually start marketing that property probably around month 10 of ownership. Yeah, start start by putting it out on the market, get interest in the property, and you could you could sell the property and you just don't close escrow until you get to the 366th day. It's a strategy. It's a technique. I know people that do it. They do it very well. And here's the difference in the taxation. Your taxation is now a lot lower. Now, having said all of that, my long-term capital gains rates are higher than my ordinary tax rate is. Kind of an interesting problem, isn't it? So some of you would say, well, based on that, shouldn't, shouldn't you go ahead and sell that property if you're getting a better tax rate? And the short answer is no, because remember, there's that 15.3% of self-employment taxes that I would have to deal with that I really don't want to deal with it. So it's there's no advantageous move for me, from a taxation perspective or any other perspective that makes me want to sell the asset in less than a year, I am willing to wait and ride the entire year and a day so that I get the better tax rate and I harvest my money at that point, sell the asset, dispose of the asset, and then with the proceeds, go buy two more assets. Yeah, that's this is how we get to that doubling effect. This is how we take your $25,000 and we get you to a place of $800,000 in a five-year period of time. Now, another way, another way that you can tap into the money, you, and you don't have to wait a year and a day. You don't. You're going to have to wait a little bit of time, but you could do a cash-out refinance somewhere down the line. Now, lenders put specific requirements on that. They, they may not want to see you do that within six months of purchase. They want you to own and operate the property, so to speak, for a little while before they want to entertain you taking equity out. The other, the other problem with taking equity out is, well, I, actually, it's not really a problem because you're not going to pay any taxes. Yeah, you, you pay no taxes at all on anything you pull out of the property because you didn't sell it. If you sell it, the IRS cares. But if you don't sell it, if you refinance the debt, they don't care. There's, there's nothing that indicates to them that there's any tax due. So you could actually refinance the debt and you could pull some of that $69,000 out. But here's the caution. Here's the caution. That's going to cost you additional money, which is going to affect your cash flow. Now, one of the things I didn't tell you about this particular deal that I'm going to tell you about right now is the cash flow situation on that property. That cash flow works out to be about $211 per month. 
Now, there is a range that we suggest you stay within when it comes to cash flow between $200 and $600 per month. That's like the sweet spot. That's that's when we find that you're not over leveraged, you're not under leveraged, your property is operating pretty good if it's producing between two and six hundred dollars worth of cash flow every month. If you refinance this property, you are potentially putting your cash flow in jeopardy because keep in mind, you have a lease on the property. You cannot arbitrarily raise the lease rent rate unless the lease terminates. That's the only time you can do it. And, and by the way, in accordance with your lease, you probably have to send the resident something in writing saying you're considering raising the rent. And then they get an opportunity to say yes or no. And if they say no, that usually means that they're planning on moving. I, I'm just telling you the way it is. But getting back to uh, cash out refinance, if, if the cash out refinance is going to affect your cash flow and pull you below $200 per month, then I don't think that's the viable way for you to take money out. I really don't. But let's say the property was producing, say, $600 per month. This one's not. Well, it, it, it doesn't even have the potential to. It has potential for $200. But let's just say if it had the potential for $600, you could potentially refinance that property. And then let's say your cash flow did drop down to $200, but you pulled a big chunk of money out. That's one way to do it. Now, what do you do with that money you pulled out? Or what do you do with the money that you receive from the sale of the property? Real simple. You don't spend it on anything except for more real estate. You heard me correctly. You don't spend it on anything except for more real estate. So if you sold the property, your targeted objective is you will buy two properties to replace it. Now, keep in mind, what are our parameters? We're trying to spend $25,000, right? And double it, right? But we just, in this particular deal that I found for you, we actually were able to triple it. So now we've got like $69,000 available to us. How many properties can we buy for $69,000? We might be able to buy three. It's possible we could buy three. So we turn one into three. You know what that does for us? That accelerates our timeline for us because we were supposed to only get to two properties in the second year, but now we're going to be able to get to three properties in the second year. So that's going to shorten the amount of time that it's going to take for us to live through until we get to our end stated goal of making $800,000. All right, man, I hit you guys with a lot today. I really did. I, I really made your, your, your heads hurt. I apologize for that, but I think it's important for you to absorb this information. Now, let me take you back to the formula on how to calculate the future value of $25,000 if an investment doubles every year and we're invested through five years and we're using compounded interest. Yeah, we're using compounded, same thing your, your financial planner told you you should have in your stock accounts. We're doing the same thing, but we're doing it in the real estate accounts. And the difference is in the real estate, we are positioned to be able to get at least 100% equity capture on certain assets that are available in the marketplace. We're not seeing that in the stock market. You're not seeing it. It's like, it's like what do they call those, a unicorn in the stock market? If something like doubles in price, it's like, woo, it's like a one, once in a lifetime thing. But here's the thing. I actually have two other properties that I could tell you about, but I don't have enough time on this show. And, and these properties do the same thing. This, this one, you put $20,000 into the investment, you'll capture $33,000 worth of equity. Not quite as much as the property that I explained to you on the show, but still not bad. You want something that's a little bit closer? Okay, here's one, $24,000 cash out of pocket. 
cash out of pocket to do the deal. And you're going to capture about $31,000 in equity. See, these are doubling effects. These are the types of deals that you need to be looking for. If your goal is to double your money every year and get yourself to a place of retirement at the end of five years. Yes, this is the roadmap that I just laid out for you. I just explained to you how you can take literally $25,000, turn it into $800,000 in five years. What does that mean transaction-wise? It means you would take one single-family house, and at the end of five years, you would have 16 single-family houses. Let's say those houses, let's just, let's just have some fun. You want to talk about your wealth now? Let's have some fun. You, you'd have like $800,000 of equity in the properties, right? But you would command over $4 million worth of real estate. How's that for a result? And you only started with 25 k If you want to figure out how to do this, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.